Cool. Well, hey, welcome to the Young Leaders Drinking Coffee Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Anthony. And I am your co-host, Jose. And we are so excited about this. We are a podcast for young leaders in the church who want to grow, who want to get encouraged, who want to have fun and build community. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> Sorry. And... Uh, uh, we're just so excited about this. I was, uh, we're, this, this is our second podcast, so we're still figuring some stuff out. Right. And so, but we want to just tell you a little bit about ourselves and really, um, I hate saying the word like testimony, but mm-hmm. really what God has done in our lives and how he's led us to the point that we are at. Uh, and so I think I'm going to have Jose, if you want to start, just kind of tell your story a little bit and then where you are now. Yeah, well, uh, just one thing. I don't know if you grew up in church or not. Um, If you didn't, this might relate a little bit more to you. Uh, I didn't grow up in church. I grew up Catholic and really, I could say Mexican Catholic because we never went to church just every once in a while. I think when my dad would like just feel like really just not too hungover to go to church, but (laughs) hungover enough to be like feel guilty and so we would you know go to church every once in a while easter christmas whenever somebody would die in our family would have like a a service like a mass or whatever just so depressing it's always sad whenever you go to church yeah it's just super sad just bad moments um it's just like you don't know you know the church culture you know nobody really knows it and so you're just kind of forced to just be quiet and act like nothing is wrong in your life and so that's kind of just what i grew up with um you know i've always believed in god i just didn't know god i honestly didn't even know that about the story of jesus i just didn't even know anything until i was 16 years old and so i was invited by a bunch of um crazy um druggies like kids to church and i was like what is this central church this christian church that it it was called central and so they invited me and there was like awesome music and i've always been into music i've always loved music and man i just felt jesus right away you know just kind of knocking on my door and uh ever since then i just you know I i gave my life to jesus and you know when i gave my life to jesus it's it was a hard road just as a teenager because i think we all kind of go through things what's crazy for me though is my life didn't really start getting uncomfortable until i gave my life to jesus like i didn't start doing bad things you know as a teenager i didn't become a hudlum until i started going to church regularly yeah and so I, you know, got a bad girlfriend, like just bad influence in my life, um, just all the bad friends. I fell into not really, I, I never really partied. I, I never really did all that stuff, but I would like sneak out in the middle of the night and like, st- I, I stole my parents' car one night. I had no idea how to drive. I had no idea how to turn the headlights on. So I'm like, while I'm driving, I'm holding the brights. And I'm driving to like a friend's house. I'm like super scared. That was one thing that happened. How old were you? I think I was 17. (laughs) 17. Yeah. My mom had taught me one time how to drive and I was like, oh, I got this. And then I just forgot how to turn the headlights on. It was like the number one thing. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's, and, and so, uh, after that, you know, I met my wife, you know, we weren't married then, but I met her and we, she was kind of like not, she wasn't a believer. She didn't, you know, love Jesus. She didn't know Jesus. And so she told me, Hey, I'll go to church with you. Just not to that church. And so we, I stopped going to that church for this girl and we both gave our lives to Jesus, or we didn't both. She gave her life to Jesus at a different church, and uh, we kind of fell into worship together. Um, and we started learning there how to lead worship, um, how to really love Jesus, how to have a relationship with God. And we kind of grew together, and then God kind of called us to a different church after a while, and um, we found the church that I'm, we're actually going to now, which is the church that I actually met you at, uh, Designers hey. Church. Yeah, shout out to Pastor Aaron. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we met there. We met you guys. I remember. Oh my gosh, do you remember <laughs> at the Apple? Like, Pastor Aaron was like suggesting places to go, and it was like all these delicious places, like Yard House. Um, Grimaldi's like pizza places shout out to you guys too not sponsors but it's fine um, <laughs> and then sponsor. soon to be yeah and then my wife was like no I don't like any of those places and I was like well I'm not telling them hey let's meet at Taco Bell she was like no let's just go to Applebee's and I was like okay grandma like I'm not gonna say that but you know we so I want to up- pause right there because <laughs> I think that everyone uh, needs to understand if someone recommends to go to Applebee's, right? That is somebody you don't want to be friends with. Exactly. Do not like if, let them if come you're to saying your like, church. Hey, let's go out. Like we're paying. Where do you want to go? Like they're like, Oh, <laughs> Applebee's or Chili's Bro, or gotta get that two even for twenty. Olive Garden. Like I automatically in judging you and thinking you have an unsophisticated palate right and you don't know what good food is yeah but i mean it's not really her fault like i don't know if there was a sizzler i'd be like yeah for sure we're going to sizzler but, all right but we always go on a sizzler though. yeah we but we don't have one in vegas so she said <laughs> applebee's i was like wait a minute this you're not gonna wait make me minute. say this right now but i did and then we met there got that two for 20 because we felt bad we didn't really know you guys uh, and within a couple of weeks, I think we started leading worship at that church. And then I think within a couple months after that, we started, uh, we stopped going to the church that we were at cause it was different times services. You get, we, we were having a designer church was having service at night and, uh, we were serving in the morning with our uh, older church, but man, I just felt God call us to designers church. And ever since, you know, we've grown. I think my wife and I have both grown as uh, Christians, but also as just worship leaders and just leaders in the church in general since going to Designers Church. And I think that's something that we just definitely knew God is calling us here. Um, But yeah, that's kind of our story and that's where it ended. And then do you want to kind of hit on what you're doing? Yeah. And we died. Yeah, yeah, we died. And so we're doing this from the grave. No, uh, do you want to hit on what you're doing right now? Yeah. So right now what we're doing is uh, my wife and I are actually the worship directors there. I guess you can say worship pastors. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable always saying that. It's weird. 
but we're, we're definitely the youth directors too there um we run a youth ministry of about like 30 kids um actually no not 30 kids i'm more like 20 300 no use the pastor's count it's like 300 kids. i know i should round it up it's it's 30 Three, yeah. i'm saying 30 but really we have like 15 uh youth leaders so <laughs> i yeah. count those i always count those yeah for sure yeah um I just tell them like, hey, just raise your hands. You know, when I do the altar call, if you want to give your life to Jesus, just raise your hand. That right, way it looks good. Right. But no, now, I'm always like, hey, bro, I'll give you like six dollars if you get baptized this time. Yeah. It's like, bro, I got baptized last month. Yeah. Just tell people you backslid. It's cool. Yeah, for sure. And then you always have that one kid that always raises his hand, even though you just said, hey, if you've raised your hand, don't worry. Like, or don't worry about raising oh your hand gosh. again. You already I give your life exactly to Jesus. I know exactly who you're talking about. And his name is <laughs> Dustin. And yeah. I know exactly that. <laughs> Every time, hey, you do not have to raise your hand to give your life to Jesus. If you already have, it's okay. You don't yeah. have to do it. Everyone He's... good? Okay, do you want to raise your hand and give your life to Jesus? Always the same kid. <laughs> For sure. But he's like, I don't know. I, I love it too, though, because he's like sold out. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to give my life to Jesus again. He's always in the front. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He's always in the front worshiping. He's always in the front listening, interrupting, but it's all good. Yep. I mean, at least he's, you know, he's like interacting and he's paying attention, whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah. Um, well, yeah. You I'll start my side. I I grew up pretty similar. I grew up Italian Catholic, uh, which is almost exactly the same thing. Yeah, you wouldn't uh, go to you, church hungover. You would go to church drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were just still drunk from the day before, or right. my mom and dad were. Uh, and so we we grew up Catholic, and um, I remember the first time we went to a Protestant church. Oh no! And I went into the kids ministry, and we watched Veggie Tales, <laughs> and it was the greatest church experience of my life just to go into Veggie Tales. Nice. And so I remember driving home that day in our terrible, disgusting minivan for uh, me and my four or five siblings and my mom and dad and my dad said well how did you like church and i was like it was the best church ever because awesome. i got candy and got to watch veggie tales and so after that just kind of long story uh short my mom she still uh she was like well you know we're we're only going to go to a catholic church because i'm i'm italian i have to go to catholic church so we stopped going to um that church and then uh, I don't know if y'all could hear that. My wife is currently spanking my dog because she bit my daughter. Uh, oh my it doesn't gosh. seem like it showed up, but just in case, just in case you're like listening, you're like, what is happening? They're, they're beating a dog in the background, but yeah. it's just love, little love taps. But anyway, so I grew up uh, uh, going to that. And then when I was about 12 years old, we moved from Rhode Island to Las Vegas, Nevada, went to middle school. Uh, in Las Vegas, went to high school in Las Vegas, and when I was in high school, I started to attend this church called uh, the Church LV, mm. and joined this youth group. It was awesome. They had this amazing youth pastor, and um, just kind of was doing that for a long time. I would here's how here's how my Wednesdays would go. I would go home from school, I'd take a nap, I'd wake up, I'd smoke some weed. I would work out to get a pump. I only ever did biceps. <laughs> I hey. would work out. I'd get a pump. I would then go to church service. I would find this girl I had a crush on. She was on the worship team. And I would stand in front of her during worship while she was on stage. 
like that was why i would go to church that was kind of my whole high school youth ministry career i have a ton of other stories but uh, that's just kind of what my life looked like and so i ended up uh graduating uh just like a just a pothead and just not really having any direction for my life and i remember my youth pastor was like anthony like what are you gonna do with your life and i remember i was like i don't know man i don't know so he's like okay he walks away that night while he's preaching he's like if you're in this place and you call yourself a man and someone comes up to you and asks a question about what you're gonna do with your life and you say i don't know he said you're not a man wow and i remember sitting there like oh my gosh he like he called me out so that day i was like okay i'm gonna do this internship at my church which is nine months uh it's a bunch of just young adults and and uh, people kind of just maybe instead of college you do this so i decided okay i'm gonna do this this internship it's nine months it's super focused on jesus and uh, i start the the internship a, a few months later i'm smoking weed doing my thing and a few days into the internship like i'm like okay like I need to either give God everything, like I need to give him all that I have, everything that I can, Mm -hmm. or I need to stop this. Because I was so tired of blaming God for my life when I knew I was living in sin. Right. And so five days into uh, this internship, I was driving around, I threw all my my pipes away, and I had this bong in my car, and I was like, well, I can't throw this bong away. It was a nice bong. And so I drove over in this neighborhood, randomly pulled this bong out of my 2002 Mustang, set it on the curb and drove away. Oh my god! Because I couldn't pull myself up. Like I couldn't pull myself up to throw it away. That's crazy. So from that moment, I think that was 2011. I was 18 years old. I just said, all right, God, I'm giving you everything. And, and since then, my life has been changed. I met my wife when I was 21. Nice. I met her at that church that I was an intern at. Um, mm-hmm. I was a janitor, and she fell in love with me, so I knew it was real. Nice. Uh, and now we've been married for five years. We have a beautiful little baby. We have another baby on the way. And uh, just recently, about eight months ago, my wife and I got a job offer to be the student pastors in a church in texas Mm -hmm. and so we've been here for about eight months where we have a youth ministry uh about 80 kids about 80 kids and that's the conservative non-pastor count uh about 80 (laughs) kids and so it's just an awesome thing and we meet in this 2400 square foot like storage container uh in the middle of texas no ac no heat and these kids come out every week and worship jesus and it's amazing for sure and so that's kind of our stories and for you listeners out there uh we just wanted you guys to kind of hear where we've come from uh hear what we've done and i know this like it's we don't have the most experience i've been in ministry since i was 18 so i got about eight years of experience jose you've been doing it for how long um ministry like serving ministry yeah i think since i was since i was 18 too so about yeah about 10 years about 10 years you said Wait. 18 you're 26 oh my gosh no one's gonna listen oh, yeah. to this if we can't do math bro i'm so unqualified to do this right now that i'm just like <laughs> me too i'm not even yeah that's awesome yeah eight years my bad <laughs> 
So we have, we, we're, we, I'm just going to say this. We are unqualified, but we're just excited to talk and we're just going to be real. And God has changed our life and we're going to have fun. And our hope is that you would leave encouraged every time you listen to one of these, leave with a laugh. Um, For sure. And just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing, I actually had a question for you, and I don't know if this is like going to turn like a super sharp corner, but I just is like super random. I was just kind of thinking about this last night as we were, I was kind of gathering my thoughts on it is because uh, I feel like, man, there's for young leaders, for, for young people, young volunteers, really just people that are just getting into you know, serving God and serving God's kingdom and really getting into realizing, oh, I have gifts and I have, you know, God's called me to lead and God's called me to step up. Um, but sometimes it's hard, especially when you get put in a position of authority in a church to feel like you have the authority, like to have that courage. And so I had this question to you is like, when was the first time for you that you felt like, okay, I am not qualified, but I I can do this. I can lead people. Oh man, that's such a good question. I'll say this. Um, I'm 26. I've been doing this since I was 18. And I have never felt that way. Oh wow. <laughs> So I've never had that moment where I was like, yeah, like I can lead people now. Like I, I can speak into their life. I'm hoping that comes soon. Uh, and I've been talking with my my church about ordination. And so I'm like, I wonder once I get ordained if I'm going to feel that way. Uh, but I did have a, a, a friend at, at our church who called me one night and he was like, hey, man, like uh, I hope you don't take this as correction, but hopefully you take this as a challenge. But um and Jose just coughed, and he definitely has coronavirus. Corona, Corona. Bro, that over here. End of it, bro. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, so this guy calls. He's like, I hope you don't take this as correction. He's like, but every time you get up to speak, you're always like, well, let me make this quick, and you don't have to listen. He's like, don't do that. He's like, don't disqualify yourself. Yeah. Um, he's like, you have authority. If God has placed you in this position, there's a reason why. So stop disqualifying yourself before you even start. He's like, people are listening and people are watching. And I think a lot of that comes from the way you live your life. Like if you're a young leader and you're living with integrity and character and you're serving and you're encouraging people, you have authority to speak into people's life. But if you're a young leader and you are lazy and you're not living with integrity and you're not speaking life and you're always complaining, hey, guess what? Like people aren't going to respect your authority to speak into their life because you're a butthole. Mm. And (laughs) we'll just end right when it says butthole. No. What do you think? What do you think? Has that happened for you? Uh, It's happened. Here's my thing, because I serve in two ministries, you know, so I, I lead two ministries. Um, and in one of them, I feel like, I feel like I am qualified because, you know, I've put the time in since I was six years old to do this. And then on the other hand, uh, is that, uh, that's the dance ministry. Yeah. That's my, uh, yeah. My dance ministry. I just Worship started Worship interpretive dance ministry. Yes. Yeah. It's more like a slam poetry kind of thing, but yeah. Oh, that no. would be, dude, I would pay money to see you do that. Oh, and I'd be so bad at it. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely worship and worship. You know, I've been, I, I've known how to play music since I was a little kid. 
but and so in that one I've kind of there's you know more places where I feel just better about myself better about leading um and then in youth you know in that ministry I mean I'm I mean I'm in I'm in a season right now where people are telling me that I'm unqualified you know and where like mm. there's people telling me I'm inexperienced that I'm not ready that I'm not you know whatever and it's fine I'm 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 learning through it I'm asking all the right people you know how can I get better at this how can I get uh more experience and whatever but you know in worship I would definitely say that I've had that moment there was uh a couple years ago I think two years ago uh, or three years ago we had just moved into the building that our church is in now and I started leading I start they started allowing me to you know lead worship like actually lead worship um and I realized that, you know, leading worship is, it's not just this 20 minute thing that starts at 9 sure. a.m. or 1045 or whatever time your service starts. But it, it starts when you start practicing with your band, with, mm. with, you know, your team or whoever you have in your ministry. And, you know, it's it, it does come in the hard things, but it also just comes in just easy things. Like I remember for me when I started, we would I, we, we, I would have all of these good ideas they were great ideas I just had no confidence in them and so I'd be like hey what do you guys think about maybe doing kind of like a breakdown here or what do you what do you guys think or no is that not is that a good idea or should we do <laughs> I don't know we don't have to do it, it's fine and it's like the, these people are looking at me like all of these people are looking at me like I don't know dude you make the call like you're the one that's leading all of these songs so you have right. to like I'm waiting for you bro and so one time I got invited to lead worship at this uh young um this it, it was for kind of uh college students it was this college ministry and I thought that they scheduled me to play uh, lead guitar, which I don't know how to play electric guitar very well, but they scheduled me for that and they scheduled me to lead and I didn't know that. And so I walked in and I, I've, I have just met these people. There was two guys from our worship team that were serving there that day, but these, there was like four or five other people on the worship team and they kept asking me, uh, Hey, uh, we would go through the song and be super awkward and it seemed like they were kind of just feeling like getting the feels for it or I don't know it didn't really seem like anybody was in charge and I was like what's going on here like there's this is like how has this worked for five years like how have you guys been doing this for five years and <laughs> it just doesn't and I'm like just waiting for them to kind of figure it out and after every single song they're asking they're asking they're looking over and saying is that good guys or not is that good guys they're saying is that good and they would all look at me and i'd be like uh yeah it's fine it sounds good but i mean i don't know because i think i'm just there to help you know i'm just there to play guitar right you thought you were and, just doing lead guitar yeah and so at the end i come over i walk over at the, at the time the guy that was leading it was actually my youth pastor and I walk over to him and he's like, how did you, how did everything go? I'm like, it's good. Um, it, 
so who's who's like the who's in charge who's the worship director for you guys and uh he was like oh well you know we just kind of have people come and, and lead every once in a while and so this week we just wanted to see like if if you could help us out or whatever and i was like oh wait what he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. you're supposed <laughs> to be lead. and i'm like what is going on right now that's not <laughs> I, I i didn't had no idea that i was leading so finally you know when service started i kind of stepped in and just um made it more you know i i just i i had i noticed that people were looking at me for you know that guidance and so in those positions when you're leading worship when you're you know in worship man if you're in that position where you're leading you just kind of have to say it and not ask people what they think and it's not Mm. this it's not an arrogant thing it's just man if you ask everybody what they think nothing's going to get done sure Um, and so you sometimes you know you think you're going to fail or you're going to hit a sour note or your voice is going to crack i mean my voice cracks all the time um yeah i mess up so much like i'm the king of forgetting lyrics and so it's just like i never like we did a we actually we did a facebook live thing and i was like so proud of myself i led like two songs because we're doing this like um quarantine thing and so i'm leading and i'm so proud of myself and then the last song that we do my uh like my bad memory just comes in clutch like oh my god this is like hold up let me i got this from here and i just forget the lyrics yeah but it's so much of it is just taking ownership and and knowing like hey you know what we might mess up this might be a total catastrophe but you know there's people that have put me in charge for a reason uh god you know if god didn't want me to be here i wouldn't be here and right. so I just have to take a step out in faith. And if I mess up, man, like don't take it too seriously. You know, it's important to take Jesus seriously, but it's important also to not take ourselves too serious. And right. just just remember, like you're you're leading, and it's okay that you don't know what you're doing sometimes. Uh, right. But you, if you don't take a step, you're never gonna grow from it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's that's just one like that moment where I realized, okay. If I don't do this, then no one's going to do it. Right. Well, I, I think this for for young leaders out there, and maybe they're like, man, I, I want to feel that validation that uh, I'm a leader and that I have this authority. And, and from what I've experienced, it's really hard to get to that place. And now for me, I think that might be insecurity. Uh, I think that might be fear. Uh, but I also think this, and maybe you're out there and you're like, man, I'm insecure. I have fear. I think that God uses that. For sure. Uh, God uses my insecurity and my fear all the time. Yeah. Uh, and it's not fear of like what, like it's not fear of what's out there. It's like fear of failure. Um, and God, I think God uses that all the time because if I know this. If I'm afraid to fail, that's a good sign that I probably need to do that thing. Yeah. And that's a good sign that God is speaking to say, hey, bro, like you need to step out. Like, all right, God. And I think God uses my insecurity all the time in that if I wasn't insecure, I might just put out stuff that I, I that is terrible. For sure. But because I'm insecure, I'll work harder and I'll try better and I'll be more critical mm-hmm. uh, of things because I'm like, this needs to be better. This needs to be better. And I think there's a lot of people out there who are so 
uh, overly confident and yeah. no one can tell them anything and mm-hmm. they put out stuff that is not good and right. in the age that we're in in 2020 in March when content is king uh, people with bad content I think are going to start to see that for sure um, and I, I do think and I'm not saying like insecurity is good but like I think God can use that what the enemy meant to destroy me mm-hmm. and he can use that for good yeah uh, but i do think that there's a ton of young leaders out there like i just don't know if i'm gonna get to that spot all right use that be better get right. better work harder yeah. uh be more encouraging be build better relationships you know it's really easy to communicate to people you have great relationships with for sure uh it's really easy to get the support of people on your team if you have good relationships with them definitely um Maybe you're not as talented as the people that we see on TV. I but am. you can spend... Yeah, Jose is. It's yeah, cool. That was no. fine. You, uh, you, the dude from Maverick City Music, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Joel Houston, all right there. Top three. For sure. Uh, but maybe you're not that talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're, you're insecure because, well, you know, I'm not as good them, but you can build a relationship with those people, yeah. uh, in your congregation and that you're leading and mm-hmm. you could lead them from this relational capital that other people don't have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, one thing I was thinking of is this is something TD Jake said is, uh, crap. I just totally forgot it. Oh, wait. is that is that similar to the lyric situation where you have it like right there and then Dude. it's gone? Yeah, no, like, and the you know what the worst part is is I will, I have you know because you have the 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 confidence, um, the you, monitor, yeah, yeah, the confidence monitor, and I will look, like I I will look this screen dead in its eye socket and forget or not even forget just not know that's my favorite thing (laughs) i'm like looking through this tv it's so annoying um oh man what did td jake say he said a lot of good things but all um, good whatever he said is good yeah yeah yeah. no one i you know i'll say this as, as i try to remember is um one thing that i kind of said in a small group one time with a bunch of younger guys they were these were all gen z like guys they they were kids um in college and i was just kind of telling them man i get so discouraged because i'm not as good as Corey adsbury <laughs> like i th- right. that's like that's like my man crush like worship guy like, <laughs> i love that no like he's just not like that it's weird yeah hold up <laughs> backtrack hold up, but no. no hold up rewind He's just, he's such a good, you know, songwriter. He's, he's such a good worship leader. And man, I'll look at him and be like, dang, I'll never be there. And then, you know, I, 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 cause I love to Google people. And so I Googled him the other day and I'm like, hold up, this dude is 34, you know, and I'm, I'm comparing my, uh, you know, 10 years, apparently. No, my, I'm comparing my eight years (laughs) to his like. 15 years 16 20 yeah and so man i feel like we do that so much where we compare ourselves and it's like man i i can't i'm not i'm not ever gonna be there and so it's like yeah you won't if you give up right now but i I just think it's so important i didn't i didn't couldn't remember what tdj said i'd love to talk about comparison but i think this i think let's end this episode and then we'll start the next episode off because we didn't talk about how we came together and how 
uh, right. what you're doing now and what I'm doing now. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start the next episode off kind of talking about that. So I'm going to say, hey, God bless. Thanks for listening to the Young Leaders Drinking Coffee podcast. Mm -hmm. Peace. Peace.